0: What is up everybody, my name is Austin Buckner Trevor Holder And you are listening, and for the first time ever, watching The Ice Cream Sunday Podcast Uh, this is, uh, this is a weird one I don't even know I, Honestly, I feel like it's rambling more than anything We talk about I had one story to tell And it was about the girl whose husband was like No more listening to the podcast because you're emotionally attached to the host's I don't know if that's what he sounds like. That's just what he sounds like in my head. You know what? We'll go with that. He's like a 6 white guy. That's what he no, sounds like. No. Um. In
1: my head. Yeah. Uh. I think we kind of talk about more so like how the podcast has touched people.
0: Oh, it's been touching people. <laughs> um. Phrasing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think we talk about how much like people have gotten some real good out of this. Um, whether it's, you know, like I want to be a better father because I've heard great fathers on the show or I want to get clean because I heard Jordan Bovey's story on the show. Um, and then we ruin all of that goodwill when we just, just massively talk shit for a good 12 minutes about how much we abhor lazy eyes. Yeah. I don't even know if I, I use that word right. but
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it was a good episode until we took that sharp decline
0: hard left turn into lazy island (laughs) Jesus (laughs) no um I
1: think honestly I mean other than talking about like the series stuff and then the lazy eye stuff we we kind of hit a middle ground in between that where
0: it was just like hey let's be nerds for a little bit talk about like shows and movies and games it was so. a it was a classic no guest ice cream Sunday episode. Which yeah I feel like we truly needed because we haven't had a no guest episode in a long time.
1: Yeah, it feels weird. Doesn't it? I feel dirty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like there should be someone here watching us do this. We do! It's hey. Corey! Yeah, bitch this will come out the week after we ask you and don't really get a whole lot of answers why you're such a bitch so
1: yeah i took over that episode that was was my episode i liked it yeah yeah
0: minimal work for me and i get paid the same amount we get paid exactly (laughs) someday someday now that we have video we're gonna fucking take off i just know it hopefully what's up tiktok Uh, sit back relax and enjoy episode number seven zero the ice cream sunday podcast nervous at all about just the fact that like we have cameras pointed at us for the first time ever no uh i am really yeah i think we talked about this on a previous episode but like i don't have like the best self-image for a guy who calls himself the beautiful boy every week
1: yeah but i think not actually interacting with people are (laughs) yeah it it helps so we can we can call
0: ourselves the beautiful boys and really you mean like not interacting with people in the fact that like we do this in your apartment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So, so I think we have that wiggle room of like, yeah, we're the beautiful boys. Yeah. And no one can tell us no. And we-
0: that's secretly why I canceled <laughs> the live show. I was like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm very like, I'm weirdly bipolar about my, my physical attractiveness. Like some mornings I can wake up and be like, my God, you are, you are God's gift to the male form and those other days i wake up and i'm like you are an ugly fuck you you should die Trust And me. actually more accurately you should be murdered that's what you deserve.
1: well so here's the thing every fucking day every morning that i get up i go to work i get settled in and you know i'm doing my thing getting ready i'll flip through snapchat to get through all my stories and it's always you just going
0: yep yeah, I I, like, t- I, like, I'm so gorgeous. I was like... I am. I'm very pretty. I
1: get it. I know.
0: Yeah. Snapchat's a hose app. So but you also... I'm doing it for the sluts.
1: You also did a lot of video um, fed stuff too, so...
0: I did. Your cat's going fucking crazy. Day... day <laughs> fucking day one. Video <laughs> one. Momo's like, y'all got cameras on?
1: Yeah, I... It- we knew it was going to happen. At least it's not yeah. like the vacuuming.
0: Oh dude, speaking of uh fucking being beautiful, uh this story I had to tell you. Okay. So um this this girl who was the name I can't say, she bought tickets to our live event oh. and I had to refund everyone their money cuz we canceled the show, right? right? And then because of that, um I I messaged her and I was like, hey, I refunded your money. Thank you for buying tickets. I had no idea who this person was. And then we became Facebook friends. And um, she messaged me. This was like two days ago as of this recording. And she messaged me. And she was like, I want to let you know that I probably won't be listening to the podcast anymore. And I was what? like, "I was like, oh, maybe like she doesn't have the time. It's like a time commitment. Like you don't have an hour to spend on like two very handsome gentlemen. And uh, then she was like, no, it's my husband. My husband doesn't want me listening to the podcast anymore. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he's like a conservative and he doesn't like the fact that we're just like fucking socialist morons. Right. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe he's like religious and he doesn't like the fact that I use the word content every episode. Um, And she's like, no, what the issue is, is like, I, I will have my earbuds in and I will listen to the show like when we're at home together and it's right. affecting our relationship. He believes that I'd be too emotionally attached to the show, specifically you and your voice. And I was like, why would he think that? And she was like, well, so he was in the basement in like the man cave or the den and he came upstairs and he caught me. Masturbating to the podcast on the Bluetooth speaker.
1: Not what I thought that's, that was.
0: Yeah, same for me. So she's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to listen to the podcast anymore.
1: So, uh, so this is one of those instances where I'm like, Nah, fuck this guy. Like, what the mm-hmm. hell? Like, especially uh, he came up from the man cave. So he invested all this time and energy and and, and money into a uh, space for just himself, right?
0: Right. And then... So her time and her own space is spent in the bedroom. Yeah. Fucking jilling off to the fucking beautiful boys.
1: You do you. Just keep doing
0: it. Yeah, which is very kind. Like, (laughs) it's very nice. But at the same time, it's like, that is not what I intended this show to be at all. Right. Right? Like, you would think that I would be like, uh, fuck, what's that? uh, What... (sighs) plug talk where they like you know what i'm talking about no so adam 22 from no jumper podcast okay. created a, a second podcast with his wife lena the plug who's a porn star and they interview a porn star and then at the end they fuck them on only fans
1: wait a minute wait a minute i think i think i know what you're talking about yeah
0: though. okay so like if you're gonna if you i mean that's that's a podcast that is like specifically designed to fucking flick your bean to interesting right but most podcasts, I mean, sometimes we have a guest, but most podcasts is just you and I talking pro wrestling and video games. And then somewhere in Southwest Iowa, there's a girl just like getting her rocks off to fucking old dum dumb stories over here, which I think is hilarious. Right. But yeah, that's then, the story I wanted to tell you. That yeah, I, but I needed to save it for.
1: Then you got to think, what about any of the, the other more serious stories that we've had and she's gotten off oh those, where like, i'm like
0: god i fucking hate my mom and she's like oh tell me more <laughs> yeah yeah oh
1: tell me how emotionally stunted you <laughs> are
0: <laughs> oh mommy issues yeah no i get it yeah that turns me on too sometimes i just think about the hatred i have for others and just, <laughs> <laughs> just blow a load all over my bed <laughs> Do you have any uh like weird fucking stories from listeners
1: mm. um no, because it seems like everyone contacts you yeah. <laughs> more so than me yeah i I did uh, it's not weird or or crazier or bad or anything like that but um we were talking about this a little earlier uh how we got contacted by somebody that had just listened to the bobby episode mm-hmm. and uh, she actually went into detail about how she was inspired to like go do more stuff. Here Let me let me pull it up because I I have it pretty pretty close up in my chat. So she I
0: went, don't even know who you're talking about.
1: She messaged me.
0: Good thing we don't do this show live, right? Right. All this fucking. So dead air. she
1: says, um. I listened to the last episode, and holy shit, that was powerful. I have no idea who he is, but that is what I love hearing when I listen to you guys. True, raw, vulnerable stories about human condition and perseverance. Plus, you guys are funny as shit all other times. I'm going to now make a plan to volunteer my time in hospice after the first of the year.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: then, yeah, and she went on to, like, all the stuff that was mentioned she wish she would have known about sooner, so she could have been...
0: Do you know what's awesome is that like when when David and Aaron and I started this show in 2016, like it was just me getting violently high, and then we just we just talked dumb dumb stories, right? For like it was like an hour and a half each episode, and we would record three of them a day. And not that I don't love David and Aaron, but like I kept myself high the whole time for a reason. Um because i don't like living in reality at least i didn't in 2016
1: the reality is kind of dope now like
0: dude life's pretty fucking great recently (laughs) um but no like so we started it in 2016 and it was like let's just talk shit about like where we work and i'll just be high the whole time and most of my stories like won't have a point or a moral at the end and uh it's
1: just you want to get out your thoughts oh yeah
0: it's just like incomprehensible bullshit for 14 episodes and i feel like most of it still is today but like to hear that okay so like we have jr hicks on right and because we have jr hicks on then jordan bovie comes on he wants to come on and tell his story and like people are hearing episodes that resonate with them and then they want to come on and tell their stories or they hear stories like jordan's and they're like god like i i want to be I want to be a better father because J.R. Hicks inspired me to be a better father or I also want to get clean and like turn my fucking life around because Jordan Bovee inspired me to and like I don't know about you but I certainly did not expect our show to become that for people. I thought it was just going to be like tune in and hear me talk about my dick for an hour. Yeah. My whole thought process. Buy our dumb T-shirts. Like, yeah, that's what I thought our show was going to be, and it's become like. My whole thought so process
1: was was, we talk about movies and video games, yeah. and, and more pop culture stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, at the time, and we still do. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be times where either one of us will take over and just be like, "Look, we got to talk about this like for two hours." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of nice to dip back into something more personal every now and then. And I think with JR and Jordan and, you know, Morgan, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it has really shown that as immature as we can be, we're still pretty mature for what we want to be.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Um, Is there any stories that have been told on this podcast that like, like let's say we have a guest on and they tell a story and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know anything. I didn't know that about them at all. Or like, is there a story that I've told that you're like, fuck, I didn't know that about Austin. Or even a story that maybe you've told that you're like, I didn't think I would ever tell that publicly. Anything on the show in the last uh, 69 episodes? (laughs) Nice. Nice. That surprised you in any way
1: honestly being put on the spot i i haven't had time to think about it Mm because i I just i don't know um it's not like i've kept anything a secret and i'm i'm typically pretty open about what i talk about Mm -hmm. uh whether it be you know stuff going on with my own family or you know um Past relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I've always been pretty open about it. Um, if I had to say anything, it, it would have probably been either our episode with Corey. Just, I don't think I, I've gone in as in depth with, um, an experience like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, when we talked about my uncle passing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm kind of glad that we didn't
0: have video back then because when you cried real tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, speaking of family and I, I we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it. Um, did your mother recently lose a money in the bank ladder match? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> so, uh, my mom got, got injured at work. Um, falling off a ladder. Uh, as far as I know, she's just in a lot of pain. She yeah. she she did break some bones. It's and, and fract- not surprising. She's a very yeah, but she's very a, frail. Yes, and and I think at times she doesn't she doesn't think about her own strength. She's just like I got to do this myself because sure. she's a very hands on
0: type of person. Um, both so, your parents are in that regard.
1: Yeah. I just I feel like classic mom. She 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 starts doing things before thinking about it, and it mm. it just it blows up in her face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean, as far as I know, she's doing okay.
0: How far up this ladder was she? All the way up top. How tall was the ladder?
1: Um, I would say probably about like I don't know. Six oh,
0: six okay. to ten foot. Okay. It's like standing on top of Corey.
2: Yeah.
1: Or yeah. you apparently.
0: Oh yeah, I'm six foot now. <laughs> I don't even know where that like I don't remember where that story came from or like why why am I six foot now? Your we were oh head. yeah. She was like, You guys stand <laughs> next to each other, and you look the same height. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> that's She's like, like um, a solid six inches taller than me, but
1: that's like uh Timothy Oliphant and Josh Dumel. Looking exactly the same yeah
0: yeah uh, the the resemblance is uncanny between Corey and I,
1: all right, how about you? um
0: I think that I don't know if I've ever been like secretive of my my family life, but no, um, I feel like I've told a lot more detail about that than I probably should have or not should have, but like expected to
1: yeah but i feel like that's the nature of like podcasting in general yeah when you're behind the mic and you're talking about it on a certain platform you just kind of just
0: your adrenaline gets going i don't know if it's adrenaline but it's just like yeah let's just tell everyone everything Yeah, yeah why the fuck not um i think the episode with my grandmother which as of this recording has not come out yet but as of when this gets released will have come out a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, um, she talks a lot more about like the behind the scenes stuff. And she's a very, she's a very secretive person. I think we've talked about this before where like when my grandfather passed away, I think like that's very small inner circle of people like my grandmother, one of my uncles, um, maybe like my grandfather's siblings, they knew how sick he was. And it was like, a matter of time and everyone knew it. And then they did not tell any other family members. So we were all like, Oh shit. Like he's on a waiting list to get a new lung. Yeah. A new lung. And we're all like, yeah, like you're just going to get a new lung. Everything's gonna be fine. Like no one knew that like, like he could just die like that. So of course it was unexpected for everybody, but I think like most of us didn't know how serious all of that was until it happened. Uh, so she's very, very secretive. And like, even the stuff with like my mother, when that podcast came out, like I had a lot of family members that messaged me and they were, they said things like, you know, yeah, she's just like her biological mother and like all this stuff. Right. And my grandma was like, why would you, why would you put that out there? Like, she's just very, there's a generation of people, um, that generation explodes. Yeah. They're boomers. That's the joke. (laughs) Uh, And they like to, for whatever reason, just pretend that everything is hunky dory, like all the time. And they don't like to talk about their feelings and they never went to therapy. And you know, that whole generation. And so my grandma's of that generation. And it's just like, no public facing, like outwardly, we're going to be perfect. And, our family's gonna have no problems, and we don't show emotion, and we like even at funerals, like we're not gonna cry, and we're gonna stay strong, and like there's no problem with our family at all. Everyone loves each other, and uh, we we never talk politics, and we never talk religion, and all of this, and then I start this podcast where I'm (laughs) like, what if I talk about nothing but religion and politics and how much I hate my family? Let's let's do all of that. And so she she does not like that. So the fact that she then came on an episode and talked about like the the joys but also the struggles of like marrying a man that already has two kids. Yep. And then, you know, four years away from being an empty nester and having this like beautiful, like family with my my grandfather uh instead she adopts three new fucking idiots and then they all have anxiety and anger management issues and she talks about all of that and like like really gets down deep into like hey you were conceived and like this is why your father like, fucked off, and these are the issues that your mother had that caused her to like give up her children and fuck off to Texas. Like, we talk about all that, and that's a big step for her to be like, let me tell you the truth behind some of these stories that we've never talked about because that's just not the way that I was raised to talk about any of this. So, um, I think that out of all of the episodes that we've done so far is probably the most surprising to me. That, um,
1: see, I also feel like we. I like even during your wedding, your your grandma was very, mm-hmm. uh, as outgoing as she was, for the situation being, mm-hmm. very clearly during that um, during the ceremony, yeah, it, it, the the spot for your grandpa and everything, yeah. it, that that's a prime example of what you were just talking
0: about with yeah. how your grandma was, um, which she didn't realize that that's what it was until right. like. Yeah. So I I told her like right away, I was like, Hey, so, um, there's going to be an open spot between you and, and Sherry, Amy, my wife's mom, my mother-in-law. And I was like, there's going to be like a little floral arrangement in between. And I didn't think that I had to like spell it out for her. I thought she was going to be like, Oh, well yeah, clearly that's an open spot for your grandfather. And then like we go down, we do the sand pouring or glass pouring thing. Um, unity part of the ceremony. And then we go down and we hand like a rose or something. I don't even remember. I think we like gave flowers to Sherry and my grandma. And then, um, yeah, like in the heat of the moment, I just felt like, yeah, the right thing to do is just like kneel down, right? Start fucking bawling my eyes out. And then that's when my grandma was like, okay, that's when I got it. Like I realized that that seats for your grandfather. And I was like, "All right," didn't feel like I needed to spell that out for you, but apparently I did. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I also feel like where she's at in life, especially, um, you know, every everything that's happened in I don't know past few years, mm-hmm. uh, this is kind of her way of just being like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna get it all out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's um, like her living with my youngest uncle. Trent has been like the biggest thing for her. So like my 2011, my grandfather dies. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack Stamper murders him uh, in cold blood. And then go listen to that episode. If you haven't, it's hilarious. And then a few years later, I think 20, I want to say like 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. So just a few years after my grandfather dies, my youngest uncle Trent has a very serious stroke that puts him in the hospital um, and survives, um, can still speak, can't really use his left side very well, um, is about to be discharged from the hospital, has another stroke, right? So he can't do... He can't do a lot for himself, so he does need help. So um, he tries to go back to work. He he was a vocal music teacher. Um, decides that that's just not going to work. Ends up leaving that job on disability, and now he lives full-time with my grandmother in Greenfield. Um, the best possible thing for both people. For Trent, he has someone to help him with those daily tasks, like mm-hmm. um, occupational therapy, mostly, you know, um, learning how to, you know, uh, work around, you know, drive and put on clothes and bathe himself with uh, left side of the body that just doesn't work very well. And then emotionally just having someone there at all times with my grandma Um, because left to her own devices, which she was for a few years after my grandfather passed away, an emotional wreck. Um, I don't think my grandmother slept in the bed um, in my grandpa and her bed after my grandfather died. Um, she still doesn't sleep in a bed. She sleeps in a recliner in the living room, like will not sleep in a bed. Um,
1: I get that too. Like Yeah. When, I think uh, for
0: two reasons. I think one is this like, this is where Terry and I slept. It feels weird without him here. And then my grandfather also died in the living room. And I think my, I haven't talked to her about this. I think, personally that my grandmother feels that like it when they lived in that old house she was like i need to be where he was when he passed away um now they live in a completely different house and she still lives in a or still sleeps in a recliner in the living room so maybe i'm way off on my theories but
1: no i think that that's good yeah. reason yeah uh, i mean i i get not Granted, it's not as extreme. I get not sleeping in a bed, yeah. Um, for a while, I just, before you went down a rabbit hole of dumb fuckery, and I had to take you in and save your life. Yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah. <laughs> one way, one way to put it.
0: That's how you've always put it. Yeah, I was a dumb fuck. I was homeless. Uh-huh. I was chasing bitches. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I, I mean, after. After I I broke up with you know. Um Voldemort. Yeah. She I shall not be named. I just I, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't sleep in my own bed. I get that. And and I like I went through really, really heavy and depressive thoughts and like i i'd have to sleep in my chair i'd have to sleep Mm -hmm. on on my futon which not comfortable
0: no at all i don't know if it's like a subconscious like you got to keep yourself fucking humble but there's some times where like i will go and sleep on the couch and i don't know if it's like my mind's like hey you gotta fucking remember where you came from like i don't know or it's like go sleep on the fucking couch remember when you were homeless like, be grateful for all you have. I don't know if it's that or, like, because it's not comfortable. I don't wake up like, God, thank God I slept on the fucking couch last night. But I think part of me is just, like, do you remember when you were fucking homeless and it was the worst, like, three years of your life and you had to fucking couch surf with, like, John West and Melanie Matzi and then your boyfriend took you in and changed your life? <laughs> hey. uh. So, yeah, I don't know what the what the issue is, but, like, probably once every... Couple months, I find myself like leaving my bed at like one thirty in the morning and going and sleeping on the couch,
1: yeah, and it's funny now because you know two years in marriage and and having a kid and doing all this, Heather somehow finds a way to sneak out of our bedroom at night and sleep on the couch. Whether it be because of Caden or you know, whatever reason, but there've been times where I've woken up and I'm like, Where the fuck is my wife? And like granted, I'm, I'm not saying like in any negative way like she's doing something shady or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like, No no no. You come back to bed and yeah. I need that person to cuddle with. So
0: You're adorable.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you um do you ever just look back on like, fuck, like I'm married. I have a stable home. I have a child and think like, where the, where the fuck did all this come from? Yeah. You're like, yes, every fucking day of my life.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't think I'll ever forget how it happened or how it started, which,
0: oh man. I think we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. We have. But like the fact that not only did you attend her first wedding, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but like you caught the garter at her first wedding and now you you two are married to each other.
1: You weren't even aware of that until way, way after too.
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that it all, yeah, everything happens for a, a weird, weird reason. Yeah. But yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, My wife and I, we didn't really have like an argument, but we had like serious conversations about like which fucking shade of green um, we were going to paint our living room. And then I had to take a step back and be like, if this is the biggest fucking argument we have, like we're doing pretty well. Yeah. Like if the biggest argument we have is like, fuck, like what color should our living room be? And it's, and like you said, you take a step back and you're like, it's a great fucking thing that we have a living room at all.
1: And I'm not. I'm not saying like me and Heather don't have a fight, because we do. Mm-hmm. Um, our biggest fight for at least at least the first year was uh, a fight over baseball, and
0: a fight over baseball. Yeah. Do either of you watch baseball? No. Well, explain.
1: So um. Heather has a friend whose name is Sean, who is an umpire, mm. and re- he, pretty regularly, he he's a great dude. Pretty regularly, he'll um, post videos of like uh, baseball stuff and be like, "Hey, is this is this person in the right, or is this person, you know, it, like uh, whether it be an umpire call or uh, something a player mm-hmm. did?" Like, are like, is it okay for them to do this, that kind of thing? And so we got into a big fight with each other, other over it. And then, I'm trying to remember what the other argument was, but I would almost venture to say it was an argument involving Loki,
0: the like, Marvel character. Like the show. Oh, the okay. Show. Yeah, yeah. I was like the Marvel character, I or think, David's
1: cat. Wait, his cat's seems Loki.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Do you remember when I created the graphic and it was like Stella and Momo and then David's cat? It was Loki. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So it's it's funny that now, like, again, of course we fight. It it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we comfortably hit a groove to where, all right. This is the issue. Yeah. We're going to fight about it. And this is how we're going to handle it. And it works.
0: Mm-hmm. So. So to your point about baseball, I'm in two Facebook groups that are sort of like that. Mm-hmm. One of them is about like amateur wrestling, like high school wrestling, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's from the perspective of a official or a ref- referee that's been doing this for a long time. Kind of like a, like a Tim Byer, for example. Yeah. And so they post uh matches and they're like, how would you have scored this like would you have awarded a takedown or was this takedown or this slam was it legal given this particular rule set so that's one of them and that makes me feel pretty badass that i know that much about wrestling and then the other one is about curling strategies cuz i fucking love that sport unconditionally really? i love curling dude like as of like okay so like obviously i love mixed martial arts and i love pro wrestling right. and that shit but as of like competitive like olympic fucking sports curling is my favorite sport of all time it's like super competitive shuffleboard i love it i love it so much
1: i i love i i just absolutely love the fact that heather's always been a nerd and it's been great mm-hmm. and and we you know we've gone to different events but I think one of the coolest things and what just makes me just so overly happy is that the years that we've been together have been amazing because we've gotten into each other's um, interests.
0: I was going to ask you that.
1: And uh, one of the things we we love doing, and it may just makes me so happy that she gets hyped over this is uh whenever the game awards yeah come up uh we've gone to we've gone to the theaters to watch it live stream in like in the theater
0: what is uh what is something that that you loved that she wasn't into that you introduced her to what's like the nerdiest thing that you've introduced her to and then vice versa what's something that she loves that you weren't into before you met her and now it's part of part of your fandom
1: on gaming in general. I mean, she was into it, but not, like... Sure. ...invested. Mm-hmm. Now, like, Fortnite's a regular thing yeah, for Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, on her side, I th- think it would have to probably be Renaissance Fair.
0: I was gonna say that, yeah. Yeah. Had you yeah. never been to a Ren Fair before?
1: Yeah, yeah, a few times. And it's, it's funny, because, like, Heather knows everyone kind of deal. Um, I had explained... Like, back when I first started going to rent Fairs and stuff, I had a huge crush over one of the performers there. And I, I was just, you know, uh, an idiot around her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so. I'm like, oh, of course she knows her, yep. because, you know. But there was a moment, and I'm I cannot for the life of me remember where... It was a Renaissance Fair. I can't remember where. I can't remember when. Um, we had run into that performer, mm. but because uh, she wasn't in her normal, gotcha, um, her normal character yeah. for for Ren Fair. I had no idea, and we were sitting there having conversations with her, and sweetheart, nicest person ever, and then she's. She goes, Oh, you know, she is th- this character. I'm like, what? And then it, then I t- started turning into an idiot when I realized who it was. Because, you know, my crushes are loud.
0: What do you mean? It's just I'm very. Oh, you're very vocal about the people you have crushes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the crushes themselves are loud, and I was like, me too. I only crush on Latinas. Yeah. And they are loud. <laughs> Trust me, I've impregnated well, one of them twice. I was going to say two of them, but I've only impregnated them once that I know of.
1: She she gives me shit about it all the time. She's like, "Oh, you're crush on this person?" Yeah. Or or um I don't know if I want to say it. Uh I I have a crush on a certain um musician.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say porn star, and I was From, like, "Is it sunny heart?"
1: It is. No, um,
0: a certain musician. Uh,
1: yeah, a certain musician that we've went and saw over in Kansas City, and then um, we've hung out with him and and talked with him so many times at, at rent fairs,
0: but like, oh, at,
1: every time I get near him, I'm just this I, is like I some get fucking nerd band giddy. I've never heard of. Yeah, um is it fucking like there's actually musical
0: blades or pictus or yep yeah of course yeah those are the only two i know those my guesses were at the end of their fucking rope after that
1: yep yep and we've had to buy their cds get them all signed like it i understand it's ridiculous i understand
0: i think for me i was gonna say pro wrestling amy does not watch pro wrestling she has decided like there are some things that she's like there are some things that are just sacred to you Mm -hmm. and those are, those get to be your things forever. And I will never like them for that reason. (laughs) Um, I think for, for her, the things that she's into that like I've gotten into um, literally anything involving ice, like hockey. I never watched hockey before I met her. Now I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, Ooh, figure skating. Like I used to watch it with my grandparents growing up, but only like once every four years, the Olympics, now I watch figure skating like every fucking weekend for a few months at a time every God, year. God,
1: you're such a fucking dork.
0: I know. Um, And what's funny is like I know different disciplines and I'm like I can watch stuff and be like, yeah, it's that's that's this uh deduction. Like if they fuck up or they fall, I'm like, okay, this is what their score is going to be. This is what their base fucking what they can achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gotten that nerdy. Uh, also like gymnastics, uh, specifically women's gymnastics. Watch that See, a lot.
1: I do the same thing with Heather. Like, um, going back to the Game Awards, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we get hyped over it because it's a big event. It, you yeah. know, a bunch of, uh, you know, awards. We like to make a game out of who we think is going to win yeah. said award. Um, and then obviously the world premiere trailers and and
0: stuff like That's that. That's the best part of the Game Awards.
1: Yeah, and so, like, if I get hyped over something. Like, the new Mortal Kombat game, for example.
0: Yes. Looks phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Like, I get so hyped over over the way it looks because they've nailed a certain aesthetic, mm-hmm. but it looks gorgeous. Character models look great. Um, But Mortal Kombat is one of those games where I actually enjoy the story itself. Oh, yeah. I, I I'm not good at Mortal Kombat games. I don't think I ever will be. I'm shit. I'm good at fighting games I'm in general. I'm good at Soul Calibur. I'm yeah. good at Dead or Alive. I'm not good at any any of the other fighting games. With that being said, um I uh, every trailer that I watch, I get so excited for just like I show this and she she'll specifically comment on stuff that's like, "Oh, yeah. like the music's really good on this." and you know, stuff that I like,
0: and so it's have you seen the MK commercial with Batista? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know if you know this, but it's a reference to the original.
0: uh That
1: whole that whole commercial is straight ripped from oh, the very really? first Mortal Kombat commercial.
0: I will have to go back and watch it. Yeah, oh, the, I was like four when the first. I think out,
1: IGN so. did a side by side. Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but it, and here is the thing. It, I know I know trailers will put out, like, certain music and, and stuff like that. And, like, I'm that kind of person that, like, after this trailer comes out, I got to look it up on YouTube and see if someone's already ripped the music from that trailer and gotten that specific version. Yeah. And there was something about the Mortal Kombat theme that they did for this Batista trailer. I'm just like... Oh it sounds oh, so good
0: so not an overarching like a sport or like games but specifically one tv show that even recently as of yesterday um i got amy into i was like you like nerdy martial arts post-apoptic bullshit and she's like i do
1: is it into the badlands and I, yeah
0: i was like there's only three seasons of it it got canceled but you, you we started watching it last night and she's loves it
1: she you recommended that to me. Worship. It's been on my list Dude, it's for so good. years, Have you and I haven't. It? Got,
0: no, it's so good. Here's the thing about Into the Badlands, and and Amy and I talked about this on the way to dinner last night, very briefly.
1: I know Nick you, Cross is in it. Sorry, so when,
0: I, when I go, <laughs> when I go and I visit, he is in it. It's fucking awesome. His character is incredible. Anyway, um, I think that doesn't come until season two, but when you so I go and I visit my grandma mm-hmm. every once in a while. And she only has like an old school antenna. So it's only like CBS, That's NBC, awesome. ABC, Fox. That's yeah. all she has. And PBS. That's all she has. So when, when I go there, she's always watching the same fucking show. And you're like, what show is that? Doesn't matter. Cause they're all the same. It's like CSI, is the same as fucking law and order is the same as hawaii 5-0 yeah they're all the same fucking tv show right and it doesn't matter what episode you watch because they're all fucking framed the same way you're like oh that guy did it wait a minute we're only 20 minutes into the episode it can't be that guy there's an old fucking switcheroo it's the same goddamn show every episode across like nine different fucking shows And those shows have been on each for like 17 goddamn seasons and they never get canceled. And it's the same shit every time. But you have a show that's like for the nerds and it's so specialized and it's so like hyper stylized, like into the Badlands. And then they cancel it after like three seasons. And Netflix is notorious for this. Because you have a show that's fucking for the nerds, and it's so different yeah, but and into, it's so special.
1: Into the Badlands wasn't originally Netflix.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, no hey, Netflix yeah. is notorious for this. For example, um, right. Cowboy Bebop, right? Super stylized, super. Um, it's unlike anything that it else is on television. And then they're like, "Well, it's it's too fucking weird." And I it's, actually and it's too just, specialized.
1: I actually just listened to a podcast where they um, had talked about like different anime uh, interpretations because they were talking about one piece coming out and uh they mentioned like cowboy bebop sucked like there's no way you should have gotten off the ground or I'm like man fuck you guys I well, like the thing it. is
0: so like I'm really surprised and honestly like very happy cuz I love that show but I'm very surprised that a show like Stranger Things mm-hmm. took off the way it did cuz that's like a very nerdy hyper stylized like it, it's it's it shouldn't be a show that's for everyone and somehow like everyone loves it right i
1: came in after season four came out and then
0: went back and watched yeah and so
1: so i binged four seasons and man it's good and season four is the darkest i don't understand how they're gonna pull off season five with the way they left off season four
0: Mm -hmm. yep
1: um so, uh, okay, if you want to talk about a show that I believe is still going or they're going to their final season right now, Warrior on Max.
0: Mm. It's, What's it about? i probably heard of it. I'm just not familiar.
1: Uh, I know it's inspired by Bruce Lee. Oh,
2: okay. But
0: it, it's got solid, solid martial artists in there. I thought you were going to say it has Saw. It's like it's Bruce Bruce Lee meets Saw, and I'm like i'm fucking Fucking in. yes i don't know what that means but (laughs) i'm in
1: no uh warrior i can't say i've started warrior i just know vaguely what it's about Mm -hmm. and i love i love martial arts i love action i love fighting uh seeing clever choreography is my bread and butter yeah um
0: what's your favorite fight scene of all time sorry to cut in but what's your favorite fight scene of all time
1: oh my god um the raid, the raid. Uh, no, um, raid two. I would almost say raid uh, in raid one, but uh, the hallway scene with um, with Eco and uh, Ranma, which is his character, and uh, H- Hammer Girl and Bat Boy. Hmm. Like that when that movie came out, and I need it, to watch these movies. Yeah when that movie came out and it got pushed to, um, the American audience and everything, I saw that and flat out recommended it to everyone. I was like, look, do you like action? Yeah. Do you like foreign movies? Not really. I'm like, don't sell yourself short on this, please. And like, that specifically is a fight that I show everyone to get them into, like, watching that movie. Um... It's brutal. It's hyper violent. And then uh Joe Taslim, who who was in the first raid. Mm-hmm. Uh he was in a Netflix movie called The Night Comes for Us. And then uh he was in Fast and the Furious seven. Seven, I think. And then more most recently he plays Sub Zero in the Mortal Kombat movies.
0: Nice, like the new ones. Mm-hmm. So, is there a, a movie or a television series? Okay, so on the other end of the spectrum would be like It Man, Ong Bak, mm-hmm. that are, um even John Wick, where you're like those movies are known for their fight scenes. Is there a movie that is not necessarily known for its fight scenes but has great fucking fight scenes? And I'm biased because this is my favorite movie of all time. Probably, but John. the one that I think of is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That movie has fucking great fight scenes.
1: It, it's off-putting how good the
0: fight scenes it's are. It's off-putting how great that movie is to begin with. Like, it's kind of this weird cult classic. And I guess it like this fits into what we were talking about before. It's like it's so hyper-stylized and so like goofy and it's it's for a certain audience. But uh oh, speaking of which, I cannot fucking wait for the anime with the original cast actor. Oh, yes so good.
1: oh my god um in,
0: in an art style that is very similar to the graphic novels
1: you know uh, you asked me you asked me this for for movies that aren't
0: necessarily known
1: for their fight scenes but have great ones oh fuck. i'm gonna have to think about that after mm-hmm. the fact and
0: going back to just fight scenes in general and fight scenes that i like uh two off the top of my head and I'd have to really think about it because I've yeah. seen so many movies with so many great fight scenes but um season one of I think it's season one of The Witcher where he's fighting like a bunch of dudes and he it, that's
1: at the beginning yeah I, know I think exactly it is the first episode yeah, yeah.
0: where he takes a sword he fucking like slices all the way through the dude's head from, like, front to back. That's really cool. And then the...
1: Well, the... Doesn't, doesn't he stab him and then he, like, forces yes, it up yes, and splits yes. him in half?
0: And Aww. then the other one that I can think of is the first season of uh, Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Um, the, the hallway one, The scene. one-shot hallway scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Um, and then, you know, Daredevil did that in season two with, mm-hmm. with Burnthal doing his own hallway scene in the prison. Is there a...
0: This is this is different. but Is there a uh is there a video game fight scene or doesn't have to be fight scene. Just any scene that's like a little bit the the example I'm thinking of is like when um Joel gets caught in the trap and you have to shoot upside down. Mm-hmm. Is there any scenes like that in video games that you're like that's that was cool. That was so, different.
1: So uh it wasn't anything cool or different. Uh well I liked it. Um, it's funny you bring that up because I was just watching it yesterday and, and talking to Heather about Halo 5. And um, I'll always say this. I enjoyed Halo 5. I really did. My issue was they poorly marketed it as one thing, um, mm-hmm. built it up to be exactly what this is, thing is supposed to be, and then not even halfway through the game, uh they had that big confrontation, and then it turned into something else completely. Mm. Okay. So it it was it was very bad marketing, building it up to be, uh, them hunting Master Chief. And it was supposed to be this big confrontation, and then there was a a cut scene where Locke fought Chief. And again, was watching that yesterday. I haven't played this I game, so I don't scene. know what you're
0: talking about. But I heard I I know you and Bossy talked about this on yeah. his
1: yeah. Yeah, so that scene was cool. Um, A playable scene?
0: Is there like a, in a game, is there like a a boss fight that you really like or like something like that, that, um, oh, the way I had to fight this boss or the way that, you know, the strategy was really fun. It can be as, as simple as fucking Mike Tyson's punch out. You're like, yeah, I fucking love when I had to fight Piston Honda the second time.
1: Elden Ring has great boss fights. You don't have to necessarily be clever, uh, but they're always cinematic, no matter how you look at it. Uh, And that kind of goes with any From Software game. Mm -hmm. Um, And I may be saying this because Spider-Man 2 comes out in two weeks, but the fight with... Spider-Man and the Sinister Six while they're being broken out of
0: the raft. Yep. Just yeah. amazing. That game was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and I cannot wait Heather was going to get me the Spider-Man 2 controller. The one that looks like it's being venomized.
0: Yeah. So that game's only on PS5, right? Mm-hmm. So and then the Miles Morales is only on PS5, right? No. No, oh, it's, it's on
1: it's on PS4, but you can get it um
0: I thought if it was, you, like, one if of the you first the PS5 PS- exclusives.
1: Eh. You, you can put the PS4 disc in the PS5 and get the free upgrade to PS5. Gotcha. Okay, And it, it, it saves your save info, too. So I literally popped it... Like, I had all the, the trophies, right? Mm. I popped it in the PS5, got it loaded in, and immediately got every single trophy popped for me on PS5.
0: Yeah. So, because Amy's thinking about... She's a PlayStation girl... I have been converted to the dirty, dirty evil side of Xbox mostly because of game pass. Cause I think it's the best value in the history of gaming. Um, but Amy is hesitant to get a PS five. Cause she's like, I, there's no games that have come out that are PS five exclusive that I can't play on PS four that are worth it. And I was like, what about Spider-Man two? And she's like, I haven't played the first Spider-Man. So I don't, I don't see the point. And I'm like, you
1: yeah, no, it's so much fun. It it, I think after Insomniac did Ratchet and Clank, um, to see them do a Marvel game, mm-hmm. especially something as big as Spider Man, they yeah. had to have done it right the first time. Oh, they fucking killed it. Especially because Spider Man hasn't necessarily had a great track record of games, even though he's the most popular yeah. character in games. There's game. been
0: some, there's been some awful Spider Man games.
1: Yeah, and so. You know, when they came out with this,
0: wow. Yeah. Favorite superhero video game? Spider-Man. Yeah? Better than, like, any of the Arkham games?
1: Yeah. Really? Absolutely.
0: Hmm.
1: Granted, it's a lot of the same system. Like, you get into a fight with a bunch of thugs. Yeah. And and you see the counter icon Mm -hmm. to know they're attacking you and you counter and yeah, hands down, absolutely. Okay. Um, that's not to say Arkham the Arkham games aren't great. It's just I think Spider Man's better. I
0: don't know, man. It's so good. You know what? I I just about lied to myself because I was gonna say that there's nothing in the Spider-Man game that made me cry harder than when Joker died in Arkham City. But god damn that Stanley uh cameo in Spider Man broke my fucking heart. And then Aunt May. Yeah, but like, just like that, 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 was so that brilliant. came out like right around the time Stanley died. Didn't, didn't yeah, it? so like to see Stanley in the game and then for him to say like, hey, I hope you guys work things out and like you two are always my favorite. Oh, so like, that's
1: what that's what made it so brilliant, though, like that scene with it may like because Peter had to make that choice, either vaccine to her and yep. save her or vaccine to everyone and save yep. all, you know, all of New York. She sits there dying and says, I want to see, I want to see my boy. I want to see Peter. And he tries to play it off like, yeah, let me go grab him. She's like, no, no, no. Take the mask off. Like, like, she knew. Like, oh, man. That was such a just a heart-wrenching moment.
0: Yeah, I was also very upset when Aunt May died in the most recent Spider-Man movie, but that's just because Marissa Tomei is like hot as balls,
1: right? It 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 almost seems a little weird looking back at it now, how much, um, how much Tony was like super flirty about Aunt May, and then just eh. yeah, like just didn't care. Like, I get, I get. It's kind of like it's if you want to try to. Wrap it around your head and, and justify it in any sort of way. Like, yeah, he sees Peter as, like, respectfully not doing that and, you know, Pepper. But, like,
0: I don't know. It just seems weird and out of place almost. I don't know, man. I get it. You guys have a very strong, healthy relationship. Uh, Tony Stark's and Pepper Potts. But Marissa Tomei, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, straight up, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marissa Tomei also isn't selling vagina scented candles like a fucking Psychopath? sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So there's it's that. So
1: gross. I don't think she's a good person.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. No. Not even I a just... little bit. But I also don't trust like any blonde person. <laughs> so there's also that. Any blonde woman, especially.
1: I. You know. I'm sure we've told tried this that one... once and. I'm sure we've told this on the podcast before, but has Heather told you the story about um, me saying I don't trust her mom?
0: You don't trust Heather's mom? Yeah, she is a lovely woman. I know. Watch your fucking tongue. That's that's why the best part. Why don't you trust my second wife? So, so here's my, the thing. Well, technically, my third
2: wife.
1: Here's the thing. Um, when we lived at the uh, apartment over on eighty-six, you, um <laughs> when we lived over there, uh, me and Heather were leaving the apartment. We were going to do something, and we go we get outside and we see a bunch of kids playing around. And there's one that I I I zoned in on, right? And I was like, can't trust him. Can't trust him. And I was just staring as we were walking by. Now here's the thing.
0: Was it my middle child?
1: <laughs> nope. So it was a bunch of black kids. Oh. But the one I was focusing on wasn't because they were black. It's because they were albino.
0: Uh, oh. And the reason
1: why I say that is because of the Da Vinci Code. And I thought I was being clever. She didn't understand the reference.
0: I didn't either until just now.
1: So I I went into this whole rant about how there was a fucking psycho albino in Da Vinci Code trying to kill Tom Hanks. <laughs> played by vision oh
0: okay <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah
1: and um she's like what the fuck and i'm like and i just go on this whole thing right
0: the albino was played by vision yeah oh was it weird for you then in uh fucking wandavision to see like an all-white
1: <laughs> fucking no. vision no it felt like it oh felt my god albino again <laughs> not again <laughs> um no but she let me go on this whole rant and because I can't decide if my wife's funny or cruel or a little bit of both or just she needed to just stab me and just dig it
0: in. Had you she, met Lorraine at this point? Nope. Oh my she God. Goes, you,
1: you know, my mom's albino and I, it took me a second. I'm just like, I can't trust her either. And so every time her mom would come around or every time we'd go talk to her mom, I'd be like, Look at her. She's suspicious. She's shuffling <laughs> around. No. Look at her look at her walk. She's she's up
0: to something. Like
1: I'm saying, like, can't trust
0: her. So I usually don't like physical and I don't I don't wouldn't want to not a disability, maybe like a abnormality, right? Okay. But she obviously Lorraine can't help the fact that she's albino, right? Right. And uh some people like you're just you're you're born Asian or you're born black. So I don't make fun of people that are yeah. black or Asian or albino or <laughs> little people because they can't help it, okay. right? But there is one abnormality, disability, whatever you want to call it, that like when someone has it, I giggle to myself just a little bit and I feel really bad about it, but we're getting out our demons it, it, on this it, podcast. Hold on, hold on. Can I take a guess? Yes. Is it a lisp? That too. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. you know what's really helped me get over my like not, I don't want to say hatred, but like they've helped me get over the like my distaste for lisps. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes has the worst lisp. In oh the world. God! Yep, I
1: never thought about it till now. No, it's not lisps though. Okay,
0: go ahead. It's lazy eyes. Every time I see a lazy eye, I'm like, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit to myself. I don't like that I do that. This doesn't make no, me a good person. But no, I, like, you're it a makes terrible. Me an, it makes me an honest person.
1: Um, so, (laughs) okay, okay. I got a story for you. Um, there, there was a girl that, um, I guess had shown interest in me, Mm. uh, before I took my trip out to California for my vacation years back when I lived in, um, the Creston area. You went to California? Yeah. What part? For like a week. Oceanside. Where's that? Uh, I don't know. California.
0: Like, is it close to L.A.? Is it closest, no. closer to it's San like Francisco? Four, it's like
1: four hours away from L.A.
0: Okay. Sure. All right.
1: Um, but this girl was interested in me. Mm-hmm. Let me know. And I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Before I left, I'd gone out with some friends, hung out, went drinking. She was there. We hung out, talked for a bit. And um, throughout my vacation, I'd be talking to her, right? Um, I guess within a week she lost interest, which is cool, it's whatever. But looking back on it all, it's like she had a lazy eye, and everyone pointed it out to me. And I'm just like, oh. So, so because of that story, uh, coincidentally, Rooster Teeth had a story, and Corey, you might know this. Um, Gavin talked about his friend, Dan, who apparently had a thing for women with lazy eyes, but he didn't know they had lazy eyes because, uh, the way Gavin tells it, he goes, um, they'd be taking a piss out of him and like give him shit about dating girls with lazy eyes. He's like, she, she has a lazy, he's like, what? No, no, she doesn't. And he'd be in denial about it until like he'd break up with her. And then he'd see it and he'd be like,
0: oh. Yep. Yep. He had like a, uh, what's that Jack Black movie? Shao Hal? Yeah. He had like a Shao Hal thing going on with her. Um, Do you remember Nate Johansson? Yeah. So I don't know if I ever told you this. Nate Johansson is, is the reason that I know Amy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So do you remember when we were all there for like UFC and he brought his fiance at the time? that he had only known for like two months that time because that's what you do when you're in the military. Wait, wait which, which
1: UFC? Was this when we went to? No, this
0: is when we still lived in, I still lived with Kaylee in West Des Moines. It was our West Des Moines apartment on like 52nd Street.
1: Right, but I'm I'm saying, was it when we went to Nate's? No, this the, was at the Bar and Bar and apartment. Burrow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, So he came over. This is the first time that someone came in with a random gun in my apartment. Um, the second time was Zach Bunner. But the first time that same apartment too, but you guys all came over to the West of One apartment and watched UFC. He came in with his like fiance at the time that he had not known for very long. <laughs> and she had two lazy eyes. Bitch looked like Steve oh, Buscemi. No. And uh, oh. I could not stop staring at her. And then Nate was like, Hey man, like after like he, he left, oh, no, he was super got cool about it. And then like <laughs> later, because we worked at Wells Fargo together and we worked out together at the gym at Wells Fargo. Yeah. And he was Wait, like, hey, there's a gym at Wells Fargo, the big West Des campus, like ac- across from Costco on the huh. backside. Yeah. So okay. across from mill civic. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah there's a gym inside there and there's like a huge, ca- there's actually two cafeterias. Wow. Okay. It's there. like thousands of people that work in that building anyway. um, So we're working out together and he's like, Hey man, let me ask you something. And I was like, yes. And he goes, do you like do you have a thing for my fiance? And I was like, I do not. And he's like, are you sure? Cuz it seems like you couldn't take your eyes off of her when we were watching UFC. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. well, there's a reason for that. And he's like, cuz she's exceedingly attractive. And I was like, it's one way to put it.
2: <laughs> and he's like,
0: what do you mean? And I was like, did do you, did you not notice that she has not one but Dose lazy eyes? And he was like, No, she doesn't. And I was like, She does though. (laughs) She does. Fucked up his world. And then later that night he was like he just messaged me. Fuck. And I go, What? And he goes, Oh, she has two lazy eyes. And I was like, She does. She does. This is one of these things that you should have like maybe took a harder look at before you proposed. (laughs) That didn't work out. They did not get married. Obviously. But yeah, you I was like, I'm sorry that I had to be the one to bring this up to you, but
1: you killed. The <laughs> I
0: know, I know. I would feel really bad if like Amy and I are all, like almost a year into our marriage and someone was just like, did you notice that she had a tail this whole time? I'd be like, God, <laughs> God damn it. Well, uh, I married a squirrel. I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> Anything else you want to get out on this uh, fucking fly by the seat of your pants first video podcast?
1: Oh, man. Um. no not that I can think of I just I feel like we're going to have another episode where we just continue to show how shitty of
0: people we are Yeah, we're not good people and I feel like (laughs) I I love that at the beginning of this podcast we're like you know we used to talk a lot of shit and get really high on this podcast and now we just talk we, a lot of shit without getting like, high. We inspire so many people to get clean or turn their lives around, and then by the end of the hour, we're like, "So fucking lazy eyes are weird, right?" <laughs> That's us.
1: I, I and I have a feeling that
0: <laughs> this is the clip that gets put on TikTok. It's just you fucking dying for no reason. <laughs> oh god, it's a cartoon laugh.